0: To FC, a team with a new direction after an off-season makeover.
1: It's an old Canadian affair. Matt's working against Morgan. Puts it across the ball. Yeah!
0: Make those rainbow in my mind When I think of you Sometimes,
1: I don't of time with you. Welcome to a special bloody big deal edition of the Two Salties podcast. I am uh, Wayne Rollins in Action Packed Toronto here today. Kevin May is on the line from Montreal and we're here to talk about Jennifer Lawrence's Naked Naked Pictures.
0: <laughs> Internet has been broken, but yeah, for another reason as well. Toronto's been broken today.
1: Yeah, well, you know, yeah, there there certainly has been some some major news in uh, TFC land. Um, Kevin and I were talking off air, and of course, for those of you living under the the rock, and if you're downloading this podcast and you don't know this information yet, I'm not sure where you've been, how was the cottage, I guess, but uh, uh, Ryan Nelson was canned today, uh, along with basically the entire uh, coaching staff, with the exception of Jason Banks, so that was kind of surprising there, so the entire assistant uh, uh, group as well was, was let go, including Jimmy Brennan, which maybe I'll talk briefly about that during this podcast as well. Um, I think it's interesting Jason Brant was uh, left behind too, uh, but we'll get into that in a bit. And uh, the other piece of news that broke around the same time, Neil Davidson, the CP writer, uh, reported that Jermaine Defoe is looking to move on and that QPR has offered TFC $11 million. I said $11 million, so I assume that's in um, American funds. It could have been pounds, though. You never know with these things until you know. Uh, English transfer deadline is at 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. So uh, we're going to find out within the next 24 hours whether or not there is legs to this story but certainly what I'm hearing and what a lot of people are reporting is uh, Defoe is looking to move back so um, I guess we'll start with the Nelson firing Kevin yeah. um, and, and I'll, I'll throw to you and let get let's get your outside opinion and then I will give my slightly more inside opinion after that and we'll just kind of do that format so you were uh, playing golf and getting score updates what was the, the first thing that you thought of when uh, when your phone informed you that uh, that Ryan Nelson was gone? I was
0: wondering what happened. Something must have happened, and uh, actually, after the eighth all between the two nines, actually, I looked it up and I heard about the press conference and the way uh, the best press conference on Friday, and then uh, the banner that Nelson did after the game yesterday, and wow, there was a conflict there. Those two gentlemen did not agree on a lot of things, and it all blew it blew up this weekend.
1: Yeah, I, for those that don't know, uh, after the game, well, before the game, Bezvichenko um, was interviewed. Uh, I think the Sportsnet that wrote the story. Forgive me if I have that wrong, but I think John narrow reported it. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that um, basically he put pressure on the team. He said that they weren't performing. They had the players to do well, and they they needed to they needed to perform. They needed to perform on Saturday, and then uh, TFC came out and the African, and we'll talk about this on the, the main uh, two salts, two two two, salves, two salves tomorrow. We'll talk in detail about the game tomorrow, but it was. One of the flattest, the worst performances I've ever seen at home. And I'm including those dreadful, like, 2012, 2011 years in there when, when I say that. So, uh, just an absolute terrible, terrible performance. Uh, after the game, Ryan Nelson then basically threw it back. at Bezvichenko said that, uh, you know, they didn't appreciate pressure from above, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which, bluntly, is a load of crap. Ryan Nelson needs to man up on that. That's, that's yep. honest about it. I, I mean, for God's sakes, your GM has every right to tell you that you're, you need to perform better. He... But that said, you know, it was kind of surprising that he was fired. That said, that's twice i said that said, the <laughs> vocal tip today. Um, I was actually talking to someone during the game, and I said, and I told you this um, off air, uh, I thought there was a chance he'd be fired today. And it just it, 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 it was a hunch. I mean, I wasn't basing that on anything. But they, the last time TFC looked that bad at home, looked that flat, looked not to be trying, to be honest, uh, was the day before Mo Johnson and Brackey were fired. So it's clearly something's going on inside, and uh, that that's my take on on that. What,
0: one of the point of view that I've seen, when I look at it now with hindsight, after the whole weekend of things, it looks like you got hired, one of your friends hired you, and that friend's about to leave, and the guy below him is challenging you, and you don't like it, and you don't really respect him, and you go above his head, you think that you're covered in a way, but the guy's leaving, so it puts you in a weird situation, that's the way it looks from my point of view, from a little outside point of view.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's important to to stress that Vesvichanko wasn't involved in the hiring of, of uh, Ryan Nelson, he was hired by Kevin Payne, actually, um, this is, uh, other than Andrew Wiederman, Andrew Wiedemann remains, don't care, sorry, Andrew Wiedemann is a, a Paul Mariner <laughs> player, so I don't even think there's... There's very few left from, um, from Payne's days. There's a few in there, but at any rate, um, yeah, it, it, it was always suspicious, and it was always, you know, to, this isn't even hindsight. At the time, I think a lot of people were stunned that Nellie uh, was kept behind, but there certainly seemed to be a bit of a, um, a love affair for of <laughs> Some man love was going on between uh, uh, Ryan Nelson and, and uh, uh, Lightwicky. Like Lawicki, thank you. The other Tim, um, and uh, it too many, was too many Tims. Too many Tims, exactly. Can you put Tim Horton in there? No, wait. Uh, no, no, he's, he's a Burger King right now, um, <laughs> or maybe not. We'll see how that goes. Put <laughs> uh, Yeah, it, it just it seemed like uh, this was this never coach. coaching. He probably should have been fired in the offseason, but uh, someone was protecting the organization. That someone might have been Lawicki, and Lawicki is now leaving. Um, all of the moves today. We'll talk about this when we get into Defoe, which we will in a minute do sort of strike to Lewicki's influence waning, because Bezbachenko, this is Bezbachenko's team now. This is Bezbachenko's first major move was to let him go. And, and I, some people out there are are tying this in with TFC's past and I don't. And I know that people don't want to hear that because they see the same organization. They see a, a similar move that we've seen in the past, but I just, I view it differently. If this happens again in 18 months, in 12 months time, then sure, absolutely there is no difference. But this is Bezbachenko's first major move. He needs to be able to hire his own coach. That's my take on that. And the other point I'll bring up quickly is Frank Nelson was terrible. I mean, who <laughs> This is one of the things... Even though know.
0: they're having like probably the best season ever, because they'll get at least one win to tie the record of ten wins, right?
1: Well, you'd hope. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot think. of stuff going on there, but... Ryan Nelson is is not a good manager at the MLS level. He was inexperienced. He was a terrible hire, and everyone said that at the time. I mean, remember he was still playing for QPR. And, oh my <laughs> yes. that, that's more dysfunctional than anything that's happened today. Let me tell you. But at any rate, um, yeah. So I think that I have no problem with him firing Ryan Nelson. I, I'm confused by the timing. I would have thought that they would have let him finish this time. Obviously, the little spat behind closed doors was too far and it was too much. And that's what probably knew. Uh, that he didn't plan to keep him for next year anyway, so he just went ahead and pulled the trigger in a hope, probably, to motivate things moving forward.
0: Do you see that effect happening straight as, right away as next week, right? Because usually, when the new manager comes in, it, there's, a, there's a positive effect, at least in short term. Usually it's about one or two wins, usually, right?
1: Yeah, uh, who knows? It depends on the character in that dressing room, and there is the question, that it's a million dollar question, right? Um, Uh, Maybe
0: the $11 million question.
1: Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, I'm getting that in a minute. But um, I have a lot of criticism towards the players for their effort they put on Saturday. And uh, we'll talk about this briefly in terms of the effort, not necessarily the details of the game, which, again, we'll talk about tomorrow. But they seem to to mail it in. And I don't like that. I think that that's a real crappy way to go out. Like, if they have a problem with the coach, they still have professionals. and, And they just didn't seem that way. Tactically speaking, there's been a lot of questions about Ryan Nelson and the gecko, Um, I know a lot of people have issues with the substitution patterns. I don't necessarily have the same kind of views. I mean, there's only so many players on the TFC bench that you can use to sub. So, at any rate, that said, you know, some people want D-Row to see more time. Um, Maybe a new guy coming in will help with that. We'll do that. We don't know. Uh, At the very least, if D-Row doesn't play when the new guy comes in, we know that it's D-Row, not the coach having a thing. Ashton Morgan, the constant inability, like his his decisions, Ryan Nelson's decisions to dress like center halves and – Midfielders at uh, at left left fullback when they have a left fullback in Ashton Morgan that they're not using. I mean that's just bizarre kind of personnel decisions there. Um, his inflexibility the the four four two till I die, uh, seemingly giving up possession way too much. Although some have pointed out to me today that they had sixty percent possession yesterday, but I think a lot of that was score effect the first down, so that game. Were, was disastrous. I mean, I was in the south end, and the ball was barely towards us. So. Then
0: the, obviously, they played defensive, but yeah.
1: Of course, yeah.
0: it was the result of the, the score of the game.
1: Yeah, well, once it's 2-0, the teams are going to give up possession and try and defend. That's just that score effect. It's a basic concept, folks. Pretty, but it yeah. is right. <laughs> um, yeah, and all of those things sort of pointed to that Ryan Nelson was not the man to lead this term long term. Now, moving, I guess, you know, that's really all there is to say. I, I have zero issue with this. I don't know whether on the other side whether you be it the same way or.
0: Yeah, but the question I'm asking: Does Greg Vanny uh, has because he has no more experience than Nelson had when he was started coaching? He's literally just the interim, right?
1: No, he's full-time coach. They so hired him full-time. And that's okay. the one decision I have a little bit of issue with today is why why they didn't do a full search. Um, I suggest that Vanny has always been um, the choice of Vesvichenko, the guy that they always had it in mind But he was going to come in. He did coach at Chivas, by the way. Um, so a lot of people don't know okay. that. They, I mean, this is, he's now the second uh, TFC coach to also coach at Chivas, which is, you know, the MLS ineptitude double there. But at any rate... <laughs> um, We'll see. I mean, he's a guy that has that played MLS for a long time too. So Ryan Nelson. There's a lot of comparables there, but I, I have a little more trust in Greg Vanny than I do in Ryan Nelson. Greg Vanny is at least a trained coach. And you, you saw know?
0: him coach all the year long in League One with the Academy, right? Uh,
1: no, it's uh, Michael Stefano is the head coach of the League Academy. Uh, okay. Vanny uh, is the over, overriding manager of the Academy. He's not the uh, uh, the uh, technical guy there. But okay, he does have his badges, right? Like he's a trained coach. And I think that's something that, again, when Nelson was hired, that was one of the biggest, well, it still wasn't one of the biggest criticisms. It kind of got swept under the rug, but there were a lot of people in the knowledge that were pretty irritated at the fact that you all the badge coaches here in Canada, none of them were getting new looks when they were hiring a guy straight off the QPR. Back line to without any coaching experience or training. Um, I think that Vanny has some training, and that would give me a li- slightly more confidence about that. I mean, the, the, again, it, this to me comes down to Bezbachenko putting his mark on the team, and this is now Bezbachenko's team, and I think he deserves, deserves a little bit of leeway on that side of things.
0: One thing um, you said you were surprised about was uh, the other assistant getting fired and Jason Ben staying.
1: Yeah, and I think that says a lot about Jason Mann, and he's survived a lot of coaching changes at TFC, he's been around a long time, but all accounts, he's a very talented uh, gish coach, uh, he had to retire earlier, of course, earlier in his career because of a head injury, so he's still quite young, um, I think that, uh, I hope that he maybe gets the, the promotion to first assistant, I think that'd be wonderful, I think that'd be good for Canadian coaching, um, and I'm glad to see him stay, Uh Stuart Kerr is a bit of a surprise. By all accounts, a lot of people liked him as a goalkeeper coach. I guess maybe it might just be a case uh, of uh, Bezpachinko feeling that you needed to get rid of the whole staff in order to start fresh. Uh, That is a strange decision, though, in terms of uh, uh, just just practically pragmatically, right? They have to replace them all.
0: Like literally in the next day or so.
1: Yeah, I, I think the bad command, you may see like Gandecchio. I've heard that John Conway is probably going to be the new goal, goalkeeper's coach. Um, so they they have, you know, you might see Stefano, the TFC League One coach, might get a promotion or at least a temporary promotion. I mean, I'm sure that they will um, use interns, um, interns uh, to fill up the bench in the next little bit. But uh, we'll see. It's, it's a bit of a strange decision that way for sure. Uh, Manny is. Again, it, it, time will tell. He's, I, I would have liked to see them uh, throw some money at a big-name coach. Uh, I think that, that would have appeased the, the staff a little bit more. You know, today mm-hmm. if they fired, um, fired uh, Nelson and you know, see, you know, Bob Bradley or something was coming over, I think a lot of TFC fans would be a lot happier today. But as uh, the case is, uh, that that didn't happen. Um, I guess we might as well move on now and talk about the other piece of news, which is that that came out of this and may be a result of it. We don't know. Um, that is Jermaine Defoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor is, or the suggest it is, and I have talked to some people behind behind the scenes after the fact about this, is that Defoe basically wants to go back to England, and he's over there right now. Uh, this groin injury he had might be a smokescreen. This might have been already in the works prior to this weekend. Uh, QPR is the club that is being named, which we always assumed it was going to be QPR, uh, that he would go on loan with at any rate because of the relationship they have with QPR, which had to do with Brian Nelson, so who knows whether that <laughs> continues. Um, <laughs> At any rate, that's uh, a good point, though. That's a very good point. Yeah, uh, you know, yes, yeah, the optics of Jermaine Defoe leaving are horrific. The and if you read Twitter right now, it is reactionary to say oh, the least. Thoroughly.
0: It's it's blown up. Twitter is dead for today.
1: Yeah, it's you know I mean, that's all you need to we made the joke off the top, you, you know, one of the most beautiful women in the world has ne- leaked le- naked photos of her out right there, and all the TFC fans are talking about Ryan Nelson, and she <laughs> oh, that's a bunch of red-blooded, heterosexual males, <laughs> So it kind of tells you something, Also heterosexual, I assume, I don't want to assume, but anyway.
0: Maybe she's um, a TFC fan, and uh, she found a way to take some, uh, the spotlight away from TFC today. Maybe it was all just... Let's go into conspiracy theories here. It's all it's all linked, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure that's what it is. Um it ain't, right? No, um. no, but Defoe...
0: <laughs> all right. Defoe leaving. Uh, do you think it was the the wiki decision that uh, influenced him? Or maybe it's whole playing in Canada thing? What do you think had a more effect on his maybe decision from leaving TFC? Well,
1: see, we don't know. And this is the one thing I'll say to TFC fans. We don't know what's happening out here yet. So... Just blindly, I don't understand the instinct to like, ah, MLSC, ah, TFC. I understand that instinct because they have made a lot of mistakes in the past. But I'm, you know, we need to know the details of what the hell's going on uh, before we can judge totally. And if, if Defoe is the one forcing this, then I don't know how you blame the club. You can blame the club for not doing uh, their, their full diligence to make sure that he was committed to coming over here. But even, even if they did that, you know, and first off, this was the lucky guy. I don't know how much Bezbatchenko had to do with the Defoe thing. Um, you know, he's been hurt a lot this year. Maybe they just feel that he does his body's breaking down. That could be a, a thinking within the club, and they're willing to let him go because they feel that they're they're not you know, like if they let him go another year, and he has another injury plagued year. He's not. They're not going to be able to sell him. At least how they much? Sell him. Oh, sorry. How, how much was ahead.
0: the actual transfer of Defoe? I can't remember just Defoe's transfer. How much was it?
1: I think it was about ten million dollars. So they basically the way it works, is that they would have to, um, ML- whatever transfer money comes in, the amount of money that was paid for the transfer, and we never know the details, it's specifically because MLS, you know, doesn't like to tell the truth, <laughs> so who knows, sure. uh, I would have but yeah, the money that they paid, that MLS paid for the transfer would go immediately to MLS, and then any money that's left over and this is why whether it's in dollars or pounds would matter because it's 11 million pounds. You're talking about 19, 18, 19 million, right? Yeah. I think, actually, I'd have to look at the, what the rates are today, but uh, it'd be quite a yeah, bit about, Yeah. Yeah. If that's the case, the TFC's going to get a significant amount of, um, of uh, allocation money out of it. They'd get $650,000, that would be spent and then uh, the rest of 60% of that so you take the amount of money that's above and beyond what they paid out plus the salary this year Mm -hmm. which also goes back to TFC and they can just put that back in MLSC's coffers which everyone would love Um, Mm -hmm. however the the rest of that uh, 60% of that would go to the TFC with $650,000 going to um, going to allocation, and then the rest is used on what they call soccer infrastructure. Uh, mm-hmm. TFC fans will be familiar with the last time they sold a player for a significant amount, which was uh, a do. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty do, back in, not pretty do, Adu. Uh, no Maurice. Yeah, Mo do. Yep. Uh, and they ended up, at the grass. It's the Mo Modu Memorial Grass at People Field, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what they used it for last time. I suspect that TFC would probably use the money for a stadium expansion, which they've been talking about and are going to do anyway. So, uh, or maybe they put Plastic trip back in so the Argos can come. Who's known? It's the CFC we're talking <laughs> about. he's
0: Kiesel- exactly like Kiesel gone
1: now, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, All right. Is Defoe on the pitch? You know, yeah, I, I don't like it because I think that, traditionally speaking, um, DP's peak in their second year in MLS That has a lot to do with them getting used to just the the style of play, uh, the new country, acclimatizing to the new country. Travel and all
0: that stuff, yeah.
1: Travel, yeah. It also has to do with the fact that they play consecutively for so long in their first season over here because of the different season, right? Sure. So they need that rest to to fully be prepared. You've seen it with Clint Dempsey in Seattle, that he's having a great year this year where he didn't look very good last year, right? Exactly. So that's kind of a traditional thing, and I would like to see see them – have to fall back next year.
0: And we saw with DeVio too last year compared to the year before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a lot of examples of the second year phenomenal with DPS. Um, Other than that, but if he's forcing the move, and again, this is what I come down to, I need to know more details before I completely, if TFC is just making this decision then it's strange, and I'll, but I'll say this about it, at least it shows quick thinking and the ability to make very hard decisions quickly. Right? And that is something that we've never seen from TFC in the past. TFC in the past has been guilty of, of listening to fan reaction too closely. Uh, their their whole, like, Julian de Guzman fiasco had to do with them basically listening to fans too closely. There's been a lot of mistakes, and with all due respect to fans, and I'm including myself in this, we don't know all the details of the stuff that goes on, and we're not in the best position to make decisions like this. I get that it's terrible. I get that it's a marketing disaster, which also leads me to think that, A, it's either Defoe forcing it, in which case, how can you blame the club other than them not doing the diligence to make sure he wasn't going to do this, and even if he did that, he still might change his mind, yeah. Or it's TFC knowing that his body's breaking down and saying, we need to do this now, or we're not going to get anything back for him, and we're not going to be able to bring in players to replace them. And if that's the case, I know the reaction is going to be, woo, the sky is falling tomorrow, but it's the best move if that's the case.
0: Long term, absolutely. Because, like you said, he's supposedly he's maybe injured now. Like you say, it might be smokescreen. But the rest of the season, before that, he was injured a lot and easily. Small knocks that you would not see people go down with seems like he cannot recover. So absolutely right. Maybe long term it will be the right thing if it is actually what's going on.
1: And, yeah, it's, he's only played 16 games. He's 11 goals in 16 games. So he's absolutely been good on the field. Um, mm-hmm. If he can play at that if he can play a whole season at that pace, you're, you're talking about a very good return. You're talking about a, a guy that's going to score 20 goals in MLS, and that's that's a lot. Yeah. Um, So, so certainly, it would be a hit that way. Although, Gilberto has looked better in recent days. Uh, I think that Gilberto is the real deal, and I think that he's younger, and I think that uh, he is good enough to be the lead guy out there. I think Brett DK they quite like a lot. Uh, So, I think you'd see him get increased playing time. Um, So, you know, if if they're going to lose a player, to be completely, you know, take the emotion out of it and just look at it pragmatically, if they're going to lose a player... This is the one area of TFC's roster uh, where they p- can afford it more than others. There is some pretty good depth at forward, and that's that's the one thing that, uh, that does need to be said. But, I can't remember if it's the
0: last show, uh, another column in the replay, but the one before, that uh, you were saying that Gilberto was a Tim Bespachenko guy. He was yeah. the one behind it. That well, makes sense, too. You want him to get more playing time. So get rid of the bigger guy.
1: Yeah, I mean... That said, I think it's a full force in it. You right. um, know, and, and the speculation is absolutely going to be that MLSC is a terrible organization and they're doing something that is uh, causing him to want to leave. That that's going to be the speculation. Um, maybe it's right. We just don't know. I think we just need to recognize that it is speculation until someone gets the details. And trust me, someone will get details about this because the MLSC and TFC specifically is is you know it's a there It's just a lot of holes in the Jetsy front office. The information will get out there uh, if, if there is a legitimate like concern that is causing this to happen. Um, you know, Salton was clearly sick because that, the performance again on Saturday, not to belabor this, was just horrific, and it, it had all the earmarks of a team that had given up on something. Now that leads to my one other piece of speculation: is that maybe the Defoe issue had to do with Nelson? They could be tied in. Maybe firing Nelson had to do with Defoe not liking Nelson. You just don't know these things. And if that's the case, then maybe by 6 o'clock tomorrow, all this will be gone and, you know, people will still speculate about January. uh, But you'll know that he's here the rest of the year and a lot of today's hysteria will will die down. Uh, We'll see.
0: That's a good point, but we're almost dwelling into conspiracy theories again. But you, that would make sense as well. So we have like almost three three hypotheses of what might be going on. We'll see. We'll have probably more details by tomorrow's show as well.
1: Absolutely. And we'll record that uh, show to, to tomorrow. Um, probably, actually, it might be Tuesday, Kevin. It might be Labor Day tomorrow. We'll see. We'll figure that out. Uh, we'll let you know on Twitter. Uh, we do actually have a, a guest booked for, for this week. Rudy Schuler from uh, Goal, uh, com, is uh, coming on, the Canadian editor there, to talk about the Canadian lineup and, and all that sort of good stuff. So, uh uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you when that show is going to come out. Um, I think on that note, Kevin, uh, we're, we're getting into speculation now. We just don't know. Uh, yeah. We're going to know more information by the time we talk to you again. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, I want you to download Stitcher Radio, best app out there, just as the bumper tells you. And, uh, you know, you can also support us by buying our unattached FC uh, t shirts. And uh, Kevin will link that or we'll send it out on our Twitter account too, how to do that.
0: Teespring.com slash Two Solitudes Podcast. Have a great yeah. soccer,
1: and we have. yeah, it's yeah, absolutely have a great soccer, and uh, I'll just stop talking now and uh, enjoy the hysteria on Twitter.
0: <laughs> oh, that made my day! And yes, the wait is finally over. teespringcom slash 2 solitudes You can get the official unattached seat shirt. Yes, you can finally represent the most consistent feeder club of the Canadian men's national team history. You can finally walk around the street and be able to walk around with pride for the, one of the most famous club in Canadian history. Yes, the wait is over. teespring.com slash podcast $25 well invested in the future of Canadian broadcasting in the world of soccer. While supplies last, shipping not included,